Welcome to a very special episode of Eclipsed, a Heroes podcast, where these two old school Heroes fangirls will be reviewing all of Siler's crimes, talking about them, and seeing if we can figure out what makes the man tick. My name is Keisha. And I'm Rachel. This week, we are taking a step back to talk about a character that so rarely gets airtime on our podcast. <laughs> and that and that is Gabriel Gray, also known as his alias of Siler. He he's just such a small character, we just never really focus on him. There's there's other things going on to, to talk about and to focus on. Mm-hmm, his, mm-hmm. his antics are not um priority for us. No, not at all, not in the least. But we thought, hey, you know what? Let's take some time. And just talk about him and all of the horrible things he's done. And let's also try to let's try to figure out a little bit more about his his motives and his his methods and just, you know, try to understand, you know, the the man behind the monster a little bit. Mm-hmm. Even even if the timeline, you know, the show plays fast and loose with the timeline, we're gonna we're going to do our best to like piece it together and dig into his brain a little bit. It's extremely wonky. I will often go, Rachel, are you sure that happened then? And she'll go, yeah. And I'll go, okay. Yeah. Which yeah. will happen a few times, I'm sure, as we're talking yeah, here. Yeah, I'm sure for, for both of us, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. So I suppose we'll kick things off with his first crime. Yes. Um, which is a very a very different sort of crime. We didn't talk about how we were going to split talking about his crimes. Uh, he, oh, man, we just go back and forth, I guess. We'll just wing it. Would okay. you like to take his I'll first st- crime, then? I guess I'll start with Brian Davis, Go then. for it, yeah. Okay. So, we learn all about Gabriel Gray in the season one episode six months ago. Now, this is when, throughout the show, in the beginning, there is a serial killer on the loose known only as Siler, who's leaving very interesting crime scenes behind. But before all that, everyone has to start somewhere. And for this particular man, Brian Davis was his first victim. We don't know very much about Brian Davis in the show. Um, hell, I don't think we know anything about his career, his family life, his friends... He's, he's very much a, a deus ex machina kind of guy. He just sort of comes in to fulfill a purpose and leave. And that purpose is to die. So we see when Gabriel Gray is trying to go through a series of uh, tests and exams alongside a researcher by the name of Chandra Suresh. Things aren't going so well. He's hoping to hear that he could be part of Chandra's research and perhaps be an extraordinary human being. Um, Sadly, this has not been the case so far. So there was a brief falling out between Gabriel Gray and Chandra Suresh. Mm -hmm. During this... Mm -hmm. Gabriel Gray obtained the address of somebody else on Chandra Suresh's list. And that man was Brian Davis. 
Brian Davis was lured to Gabriel Gray's place of employment, his 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 shop. He is the proprietor of an of a an antique watch store in Brooklyn. And I'll never quite understand how Gabriel Gray got him to show up there, but boy, did he. Mm-hmm. Because I know when a stranger calls me out of the blue, I I don't even answer the phone, first of all. That's probably how I'm still alive. Yeah, that, that's a and mood. mood. Yeah. yeah, 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 honestly. like ugh. It was a different time. I, it was a different time. The phones were different. They're not like they are now. Mm-hmm. And so Brian Davis appears at grandsons and after a brief meeting with gabriel gray there is an attack he is assaulted it seems to have been a very impulsive crime Mm -hmm. on the surface nothing about it seems very premeditated we see mr gray grab a paperweight and attempt to bludgeon Mr. Davis with the said item. And it's interesting because I don't think he really knew what was going to happen next. But the minute that Mr. Davis has his brain matter exposed, Mr. Gray feels something, uh, an instinct, a need to learn more, to know more. And he sets about we later learn examining said brain uh and truly having an ability the whole time but one that would require a very involved way of investigating his potential victims i have i have a lot of questions about brian more specifically, okay. uh, what did he do with Brian? Because as we will discuss, as we move forward, he is very brazen about his victims and will just leave them where they lie for the mm-hmm. most part. Mm-hmm. He, he is not, he doesn't pose them. He just leaves them, but he doesn't hide them either. But it appears that he did hide Brian to some extent. Because he can't just leave him there in his watch shop. No. No, he can't. I mean, he he has to he has to make it seem like what he obtained from Mr. Davis was inside of him all along. So Mr. Davis cannot be part of the equation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's the only time that uh, Mr. Gray truly feels that it is a necessity to destroy the body. Yes. And yet, this is where our our timelines get, you know, spicy. We move forward to the guilt that Mr. Gray has been feeling over Brian Davis. It, It leads him to attempting suicide, and he is rescued by company agent L. Bishop, which means the company already knew about Gabriel and what he has done. And it appears he has only done this with Brian Davis. So how did the company 
find out about Siler. Unless he did a very bad job of hiding the body. That that is worth that is worth discussing. Perhaps the body was discovered by the company. Fair. But well, to me it would seem that because they had their eye so firmly fixed on the research of Chandra Suresh, uh, knowing that Gabriel Gray was on that list, they were interested in everybody on that list. They just got lucky with this one, finding that, yes, he does indeed have the capacity for having an ability. And... Also, from what Noah Bennett says later, that he can hold multiple abilities. But how did they know that if he'd only killed Brian Davis up to that point? Mm-hmm. It, it gives us a lot of questions, but um, I guess that's not our place to completely unravel them because we didn't put them there. So, no, no, this isn't this is an indictment against the company. This is a uh, an investigation of a troubled man. Yes. A troubled man that is pushed to murder a second time. Thanks to the company. He murders a man named Trevor in his apartment. And again, he must have moved the body or I suppose the company could have disposed of the body for him. In this case. Because he was being surveilled. Yes, they'd have to clean up their own mess, wouldn't they? Mm Mm-hmm. It surely must have been that way, and uh, Trevor's got his weird invisible gun ability that Gabriel wanted. So, he takes it. After being provoked to take it. It, Yes, yes. It's very hard for um, a a man with volatile tendencies to, to... be provoked and not react accordingly. And then also, as we will discover as we go through our files, uh, he is a covetous man indeed. And he coveted Elle as well in this case. And she used that against him by ingratiating herself to Trevor and being amazed by Trevor's ability like she was with Gabriel's really speaks to a life lived with a plethora of insecurities. Yes. Though I don't know what he has to be insecure about. You you've seen you've seen the man. Mm-hmm. I, I truly don't understand what, what there is to be so insecure about. But yes, um he was very vulnerable in that moment with Elle showing her attraction to another man who on the outside would be the very antithesis of Gabriel Gray's persona. Ah, hi there. You know what I hate the most? Running out of paper. But that's not a problem anymore. You can sign up for automatic paper delivery from the wonderful people at Primatech Paper. They have all sizes, all colors, anything you could possibly need. So give them a call and set up your automatic delivery so you never run out of what you need. Uh, 
I guess, slowly moving forward, because I don't have much else to say about what we supposed to happen with Miss Bishop. Um, mm. He starts to kill enough people that he gets on the radar of the FBI and is chased around the country in a way. Well. And see here, this is where, again, lines are fuzzy because he definitely kills before he murders our next known victim, which is Chandra Suresh. Absolutely. It, it, it gets fuzzy here. Names are lost to time. But uh, he's, you know, his need to impress Chandra continues until ultimately Chandra gains his ire and he slaughters him. Yes, they they have a, a, a very true falling out um, as as evidenced earlier by their uh, fraught relationship, uh, it, it certainly comes to a head later on. But what is interesting is that it seems that Chandra realizes that there's been a wake of bodies that matches the people he's trying to find, trying to add to his research. And that makes me wonder, has he started leaving the bodies out at this point? I would say yes. It would it would seem so. That he would just leave them where they lay because they are probably outside of his New York um, reach. Perhaps. Unless Perhaps. he is just going for those in New York to begin with. And that because they are, he's going to them rather than them coming to him, he doesn't need to clean up the crime scene. So what's a little murder? Yeah, yes. It wouldn't take much for Chandra to realize that the people he had been trying to contact or had recently spoken to suddenly wound up missing. Mm-hmm. And coincidentally, perhaps, that Mr. Gray is ex- uh, exhibiting different abilities than he had the day before. Yes. Do you think that Mr. Gray showed off to Chandra Suresh? with these new abilities or that he kept them under wraps he he showed them off he wanted to gain um approval of his new father figure ah uh, yes father issues a very large part of this of this particular case yes he has um parental issues on both sides i would say absolutely absolutely it leads to so much destruction and so much death and uh, when will it end? I guess we'll, we'll we'll figure that out as we go along. There's there's much more to come before that before that even can become a possibility. Really, um, yes, he he murders his would be mentor, his would be father figure, Shonda Suresh, mm-hmm. um, in a manner that does not match his prior mo. No. This was personal. Yes. It was not for a particular gain. It was not to fulfill what the the man himself is referred to as an evolutionary imperative. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Sounds sounds an awful lot like uh, delusions of, delusions of grandeur to me. Yes. Yeah. He's someone special. Um, you get that. You get that with a sociopathic narcissist. So. Mm-hmm. That's that's fairly common in this case. What's what's not common is a, a man who can slice somebody's head open without even touching them. That is very uncommon. But in, in the instance of the death of Chandra Suresh, it was completely hands-on and uh, very physical and uh, definitely a statement made there as well with the destruction of the uh, taxi cab as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. But there are not too many cases where Mr. Gray lashes out in such a manner that does not involve the use of a particular ability. So this definitely stands out. Mm-hmm. He, yes, if it's personal up close, there's a distinction between the two, between people who get in his way and people that are he's after and people that he has beef with. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And uh, after Chandra hits the fan, he goes on a spree and that leads him to the Walker family. Completely across state lines. He's on the other side of the country now. That is a big deal that he's not just hunting in his own hunting ground, so to speak. He's on the move. So I guess mm-hmm. we could suppose that he had stuck in New York for his initial pool of victims. The tri-state area, perhaps. Mm-hmm. In his neck of the woods, somewhere where, you know, Chandra might not have noticed that he's been gone for three days and the guy in Texas he's been trying to get a hold of his dead. While he's conveniently not been there. It's, uh, it's exceedingly rare to see a killer go outside of their backyard in such a in such a dramatic fashion. Yeah, he pretty much embarks on a road trip of death. Hmm. And leads them to the walkers where uh, the wife is found against the wall pinned there with knives. Again, use of telekinesis. Um, the husband is found frozen with his head cut open. It's unclear if he picked up the ability to freeze things before he was at the Walker residence or after. Perhaps that was the prize he was after. Or did he miss the prize because there was a survivor found at the scene? A young Molly Walker. It raises a question of, uh, would Siler kill a child? It's, it's worth discussing. Mm-hmm. Um, this was merely a name on a list to him mm-hmm. when he arrived in California. Um... That said, it does not seem like from what we will learn in the the coming instances of Siler creating a victim that he's interested in harming children. Mm-hmm. I would agree. That that would be his line. 
It does seem to be the case. Yes. He doesn't have many lines, but he has some. Yes. Uh, Sequence killers such as these, they are... They are complex. Uh, they, They create their own standards, their own morals and mores. Um... So it's it's not unusual to see someone like this who will so brutally torment and 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 absolutely annihilate people but never once harm a child when given opportunity and yes he does get opportunities. Mhm. Do we we already discussed the fact that he attempted suicide after his first victim. Uh, should we talk about mm-hmm. uh, his other paths for forgiveness or his own attempt to deal with what he's doing where he had a secret room? Are we talking about the room, The room, Rachel? yes. The secret room, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the forgive me room? You know, um, I would have thought that, like, you're in an apartment building. These kind of spaces for you to cut in wouldn't exist. But then I have since seen the TikTok with the woman removing her mirror and finding another apartment on the other side empty. So I guess, you know, these things just kind of happen. And from what I understand, if there's anywhere in the world this sort of thing could happen, New York would be up such a place. Yes. The apartments are wild yes. there. So, um, sure enough, uh, when we first glimpse into his home life, uh, his very pristine apartment, uh, we are shown that there is another side to all of this. There is a hidden room in which a, a shrine of shame, if you will, has been constructed. And Mr. Gray, uh, uh, firmly leaning into his uh, Catholic upbringing, um, proceeds to scrawl on the walls forgive me i have sinned other things that are allusions to again this 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 uh this man despite the fact that his power is growing is still concerned with the the judgment of a a a god type figure it was often thought perhaps the scrawling was in blood hopefully someone tested that but you know i guess not we never found out. Yeah. That was the idea, I think. But, yes. Um, so, he's he's clearly... He has a sense of, of guilt and of shame. Which not every violent offender has. So... It's interesting to see his conflict as it continues to present itself throughout the course of the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. But regardless of his inner turmoil, the killings continue. Yes. Um, from Los Angeles to Texas, I suppose. Mm. Where he boldly in the middle of the day murders a waitress charlie andrews in a diner with many witnesses just outside um well (laughs) 
it's certainly a very different sort of uh, crime for him to commit to do so. Yes, in broad daylight with law enforcement literally um, outside of the door. He's he's getting bolder, dare I say, at, at this point, uh, having committed so many atrocities and uh, eluding law enforcement uh, attempts to capture him. He's feeling very unstoppable. Yes. Almost invincible. Um, almost. Um, however, the show will later undo this murder in his... Uh, list so that is a spoiler we, we can't call it. we are not there we, yet uh, we're fucking doing a bonus episode <laughs> and that is room for spoilers so that is a spoiler we are not there yet do you want to tell the story in the order then of it being retconned or so we're just we are we're, we're going to ignore that and because we are not covering <laughs> season four volume five because there is not much to cover there as far as new crimes that's fine yes but um i will be keeping that all in (laughs) (laughs) because it is true but we're we're just the logistics are fuzzy all right yes it's wibbly wobbly timey wimey it is absolutely it is not necessarily siler completely here that that has to do with another special that we are not talking about today so how, how how badly do you wish to take the instance of uh of of Charlie Andrews's death in Texas and cross over into a TVA fanfic with it as I do at this time? I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. That's a branch if ever I've heard of one. It's uh I've seen people discuss the the timeline of the show. And you could always argue that, like, uh, as I've said before, we are we are on the show timeline. That is our sacred timeline at the moment. And all of that was meant to happen. All of these other futures never were going to come to fruition. So you could argue it's Hero's sacred timeline because he seems to be the master of it all, honestly. That certainly seems to be the case. When, when Hero Times travels, it's, it's destiny. It's meant to be when uh, Peter or someone else tries to fix something, then he has done a bad thing. So. Oh, so you want me to write a TBA fic with Peter instead? I'm yes, sorry. I think Peter would probably be the one that would get grabbed because he is spicy. So. That's true. Well, moving on. He's the most free will of them all, honestly. He, he'll, he'll fuck around and find out, if you will. He truly will, and he often does. Yep. So, okay, well, so, Charlie is on his list of victims. I accept this. Mm -hmm. And the very bold and uh, blatant nature of her her murder uh, absolutely puts everybody on high alert that this dangerous serial killer is now in town Mm -hmm. and this is only a few short days before the homecoming game 
In Odessa, Texas. At Union Wells High School. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone who follows the, 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 the Siler case, uh, this is one of the most well-known incidents that have been uh, perpetrated by this particular killer. Would you would you like to tell us all about that fateful night? Yeah, he was um, wanting to be fully invincible that fateful night and missed the mark, sadly. I guess all blonde cheerleaders look alike to Siler. He gets the wrong one, cuts the head open on the wrong cheerleader. And Jackie Wilcox is dead. And he leaves behind a path of destruction in his wake at the school. And the, in fact, leaves an innocent man there to take the fall for his crimes initially. Uh, fuck around and find out Peter Petrelli. Um, he is then arrested for the crimes and... Oh, that must be a weight off of their shoulders. They seem to have caught the the serial killer who got the waitress and this poor cheerleader. But instead, Siler is... He goes off the map, so to speak, to conventional people after that. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. For a little bit. Have you ever wanted to be someone special? Evolve beyond your current self? If so, we at Pinehurst Research are looking for you. Come join us for the opportunity of a lifetime. This is the second known instance of our unsub murdering a non-special. Yes. And we clearly see the the, the threat of of, uh, of his motivation is so strongly geared toward obtaining power. And when he goes about trying to obtain said power from an invincible cheerleader and realizes that he has indeed grabbed the wrong one, uh, he could not be less interested in his victim afterward mm-hmm. completely this this is not a uh, serial killer who wishes to i suppose indulge in anything that crosses his path no he has very specific goals in mind it keeps him organized for a time uh i would also like to point out uh we we get a better sense of how much he enjoys the hunt, dare I say. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not all about just obtaining power. Uh, It would seem that Mr. Gray has exhibited signs of being someone who, who really likes people to know that they're fucked. And I think that... That was on full display at Homecoming with all of the theatrics involving the lights and the chase. And uh, I I believe that he enjoys this part of the process 
as much as if not more than the actual act itself he enjoys being the boogeyman he does he does indeed just as molly walker uh referred to him in our files yes um uh that being said regarding the the death of of jackie wilcox she didn't have anything that he desired or coveted in that moment um but he has absolutely no issue with getting into altercations with anyone special or not who should get in his way yes and that's what we saw with with uh with mr petrelli Mm -hmm. who he left behind as the perpetrator of his crimes his his perfect patsy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um or or a corpse because it, it looked like peter should not have survived that fall fair mm-hmm. that was quite the fall that mm-hmm. honestly that that either of them survived is a miracle yes some some questions remain raised about that particular moment mm-hmm. but uh let's let's not get caught up in that at the moment um so yeah, it would seem that uh, that our our uh, subject has been apprehended at this point briefly. Yes. And so, do we wish to talk about his time in in, in uh, captivity, or would you like to? I think move straight ahead to his his next crime. I, I feel like we should move forward because he was just he. He was in captivity. He's off the map. Uh, he doesn't have any really attributed to him during that time until he escapes the company's of course, of course. Um, grasp. Yes. Yes. And and murders to do so. That That is how he has come to mm-hmm. negotiate problem solving. Um, I, I will say, however, though, though, though we are not going to be covering in detail his time with uh, the company, I believe that uh, referencing his brief downfall is important to understand his psychological state moving forward. Uh, This is is a, a perpetrator who up until this time was indeed unstoppable and uh, finally met his match and would continue to have instances where things don't go according to plan like they did back in the start. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's going to find it much more difficult to achieve his goals uh, moving forward. Yes. And uh, probably some self-doubt in there as well because he let himself get caught, I would assume, is how he thinks of it. But... Uh, I would love if you would uh, explain to us the incident at the Bennett home, which is directly related to his captivity. It, uh, yes, he goes for a bit of revenge and um, unfinished business at the Bennett home. He's looking for the cheerleader again, which leads him to attack her mother, but not fatally. Um... As he flees due to the company's intervention, he he's learned to not stick around. If he even if he didn't finish what he was there for, he's learned to not stick around anymore. He's gone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, again, again, we're seeing uh, 
we're seeing how sloppy he gets when it becomes too personal for mm-hmm. him. When he allows human emotions to necessitate violence and revenge. Uh, he, he probably could have been fairly undetected doing his, uh, doing his thing, as it were, uh, until the Chandra murder and all the things that happened after that. And then going to the Bennett house. He becomes obsessive. And he becomes obsessive. Yes, that is an excellent way to put it. Yes. So he's obsessed with both the legacy of Suresh mm-hmm. and the cheerleader. Absolutely. Absolutely. He remains obsessed with Claire Bennett for quite some time until he can hopefully achieve the goal of immortality that he so richly deserves. He thinks if he wasn't so obsessed with both and just went on his merry way without interacting with um, Suresh's son or uh, Claire's father, he could have just gone undetected, as you said, but he has pride. Yes, absolutely. Quite, quite, quite a bit of pride, I I would say. Mm -hmm. So the next, the next major crime is, uh, it's very interesting because it's just sort of, you know, it, it, uh, it opens up a new chapter, I would say, Mm -hmm. in how Mr. Gray operates. Um, we never saw this version of, uh, Siler before, um, because he was, uh, a boogeyman, a, a figment of the shadows. Well, now Mr. Gray has chosen to step into the light, as it were, and in doing so has started to express an affinity for taking on personas. Yes. Um, becoming becoming different people mm-hmm. while hunting in plain sight. Um what do you what do you what do you think about that? About that shift in his dynamic? It's perhaps he craves credit. Mm. Even if it's under the guise of uh someone else. He wants to be seen and reckoned with more fully than he did previously. Mm. I feel like in addition that Mr. Gray seems to have a great deal of uh, self-loathing and that has resulted in a real identity crisis Mm -hmm. that will, I suppose, fuel a lot of his future endeavors. Uh, In this instance, the, the death of Zane Taylor would be, I suppose, a starting point for this new chapter in the life of our unsub. Do you suppose that he was planning to take on the identity of Zane or if it was a forced upon him in a way due to timing? It's uh, it became a necessity. It became a necessity. He, as we've mentioned, has not uh, done this before mm-hmm. in, in previous uh, instances uh, with previous victims. But there is something to be said for 
his time as Zane Taylor and what it meant for Mr. Gray to realize that he could put on different personalities, take on different identities, and that could be a new way of doing it. Uh, it it's very common for these uh, these uh, violent offenders, these killers, to enjoy not being themselves, if mm-hmm. I may. Um, while continuing to maintain control and, and, and uh, display their power, it's, uh, it gets them off. Uh, if, if I may be so blunt, you know, if I may be so frank, it, it, it tickles him. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Because, yes, because we have, we have this character who he once was in the shadows purely, and now he's committing crimes right in front of people. And so it's a real power trip to be able to do this and still know that there's a very real chance there will be no consequence. And because of this, it only continues to make him want to act accordingly. Uh, Zane Taylor is what brings Chandra Suresh's son into his life, Dr. Mohinder Suresh. Uh, not only a uh, renowned um, researcher in the field of uh, genetics, but also, more importantly for our purposes, uh, one who survived. Yes. Yes. Uh, there are not many. There are not many survivors in uh, in the wake of, of Gabriel Siler Gray. But Mohinder Suresh is one of those people. Uh but before that, um, would would you like to tell us about uh, the the brief time when Suresh became an accessory to Mr. Gray's crimes? Yeah, an unwitting accomplice. Um, mm. The murder road trip continued for Siler to Bozeman, Montana, this time in the company of Suresh. And Suresh thinks that having Zane is great because, oh, look, it's, they're like you. You can open up to me more. Uh, And, you know, not realizing that he's just opening the door for further victims. And he takes the life of... Dale Smither, who has enhanced hearing, adds that to his collection, but there's a lot of hubris for him to take a power that can cause him pain until he gets a full control over it. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. It would seem like such a a great ability to have until it's weaponized against you. Yes, and... I mean, again, he leaves the victim where they lay, even though he is traveling with someone he'd arguably want to hide it from. Perhaps it is a test for his new accomplice, how he'll react to that. Will the sins of the father repeat? Um, 
that is the the difficult thing about our unsub deciding to take on personas mm-hmm. uh is that he also wishes he, he ultimately i believe this is a man who wishes to be known and so it was likely difficult for him to create a connection with another person while not being himself uh, self-acceptance being uh, an issue that he's clearly struggled with throughout his life and will continue to do so he also he really believes other people are not as perceptive or smart as he is and ah uh, yes that that is uh that has a common trait in the people we discuss. And yes. it definitely leads to another downfall of his. Just assuming that uh, Suresh is going to blindly follow him because Suresh um, because they indeed found the body of Zane Taylor and Suresh knows how to Google and has realized you know that that's not Saint Taylor and yes. attempts to end the life of Gabriel Siler but just as people just as Siler underestimates people people underestimate him as well mm. it is a back and forth and well, th- there's the survivor that we just spoke of. Uh, Mohinder Suresh survives an attack by Siler. Yes, one of the few. One of the few. Which is uh, it's fascinating, truly fascinating. He, he simply could have very quickly dispatched with Dr. Suresh uh, upon the... Uh, both the realization of his true identity and the attempt at harming him. Um, he doesn't, however, which uh, is worth, um, it's worth considering. It's worth considering if, uh, if perhaps Mr. Gray can still hold a, a, a warped sense of uh, camaraderie or affection for some mm-hmm. people, despite uh, anything they've done to lash out at them. Mm-hmm. If he if he felt that he uh, needed to regain control uh, in all ways, um, but uh, thankfully for Doctor Suresh, we'll we'll never know what would have occurred because Peter Petrelli uh, does arrive and attempts to save the yes. day. Yes. Uh, for his troubles, he is uh, for a time another victim on Siler's growing list. Briefly a victim, yes. Mm-hmm briefly um yes we uh not only do we we get to see this particular scuffle between all involved parties but we see that siler is uh incapable of achieving the goal of obtaining the list which he will choose his future victims and abilities off of and so he has been denied. And whenever he is denied, that is truly when he becomes dangerous. Yes. Uh, we saw it before with Shandra Suresh. So uh, I have to be concerned at this point that 
any time this man is denied something he covets, that there will be a body involved. Yeah, and uh, we'll be seeing more of that. Hey you, yeah you, looking for the newest issue of Ninth Wonders? Head on down to Sam's Comics. We've got everything you need every Wednesday. And hey, you want those back issues? We've got them too. Buy one, get one free. But first, we go on to our next victim, where he murders the artist, Isaac Mendez, in his loft. And this death is a lot more theatrical. Yes, yes, it would seem the the, uh, staging of the bodies is evolving as well. He is crucified to the ground. With his arm, with his, uh, not arms, his head cut open and brain missing again. So. But, uh, again, left right out wide in the open. Mm-hmm. Knowing full well at this point, uh, this is a man who has gone up against, uh, police officers, FBI agents, and indeed an entire shadow organization built around obtaining people like him and has won so i can imagine that at this time he feels very secure in continuing to leave behind his bloody calling card of mm-hmm. sorts and uh as a as a as a thumb you know a thumbing of uh any idea of of secrecy or or hiding he wants he wants he wants people to know that he He's still around, and there will be more bodies to come. He's like, he's bolder, and yet something causes him to step back because his next victim is, and the only victim that is confirmed to be Gabriel Gray's, like that the police have it written down that top suspect Gabriel Gray Mm -hmm. is his mother. So something has driven him to his mother, and it results in her murder. I feel as though we could do an entire episode just about the circumstances surrounding the death of Virginia Gray. There is a lot of history there that is hinted at briefly before mm-hmm. her time has come. Uh so um, I have to wonder if, if part of this uh, would be Gabriel Gray emerging from a cocoon of sorts and trying to cut ties with the man he was for the thing he sees himself becoming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, as we said before, it's, it's, it's personal, so it's very bloody. It's, uh... He leaves behind quite the scene. Yes, he does. A uh, finger painting in her blood. A mushroom cloud. It's uh it's like a it's like a dark version of a of a child creating art for their parent to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Like mom, look look what I painted. It's uh there's a lot there to unpack. But 
the mother issues that were only briefly alluded to with the death of Molly Walker's mom are on full display here. Yes. Um, Mr. Gray has a serious issue with uh, parents. Yes, not just the mother. And but we the do. father as well. Yes. Yes, we do. We do get a glimpse into perhaps what his home life was like before all of this when he was younger. It seems that he came from a very dysfunctional family, indeed. Um, I have to wonder, do you think that that contributed any to his, uh, I'd say, inner darkness expressing itself later on? What he experienced as a child, no doubt, left a mark. Even if it was a mark he couldn't Mm. remember. Yes, it, it it would seem that there are, are certainly, certainly allusions to uh, emotional abuse, at least, in the home. Absent father. Uh, absent father. Overbearing mm-hmm. mother. Yeah, it's textbook, truly. Um, it's, it's, it's honestly, it's, it's the one thing about our particular uh, unsub who, uh, it, it makes him seem very common. But uh, after the death of Virginia Gray, there is, of course, another victim. Mm -hmm. Uh, This time, once again, going into the the grand plan of obtaining powers for reasons. This is perhaps his most theatrical death yet. uh, In that Siler... And, and not and not just and not just the theatricality, Rachel, but also, um, once again, a, a firm middle finger to the idea of conventional authority mm-hmm. figures, as uh, Ted Sprague, who has been detained by the FBI for potentially being dangerous, um, is being transported, and Siler walks in front of the FBI transport vehicle and flips the whole thing with various innocents inside. It it would seem he is no longer concerned about only shedding special blood when necessary. He does not care about bystanders at this point. He hasn't for a long time. No, we've definitely moved away from that. Uh, He flips the truck and once again, uh, leaves behind a corpse with uh, no brain. And it's an interesting melding of an old MO with the, yes, the increased dramatics of uh, someone who feels that they cannot be stopped. Mm-hmm. After, after Sprague, uh, it appears that there was like an incident that occurred at Kirby Plaza. Uh, his blood was found on the scene, but he was nowhere to be found after that. And he goes dark for a time, again, uh, possibly incapacitated, but, you know, I think, I think we should pick up the trail of Siler on another day. What do you say? Uh, I, I would agree with you, Rachel, because, um, many of these killers have a dormant period, and so... This is Siler entering his, not by choice, but uh, it is an important part of his evolution as a, uh, as a, as a murderer. 
as a villain. Yeah, so uh, that's where we'll leave it off for today. Talking about uh, his origins, his beginnings. Uh, yeah, he... Th- th- there's definitely some interesting uh, moments in this case yet to unfold. But uh, we will pick up on this in another day. Uh, thank you very much for joining us on this very special edition of Eclipsed where uh, I thought it would be fun for us to sound like a true crime podcast and so we're probably going to do that again next time too unless it's annoying and then maybe we'll do something else I, I don't know no I think we'll I think we'll stay like this probably I think it was kind of fun it's definitely a different vibe and that's and uh, that's that's fun yeah see how many different references to Mindhunter and the show itself you can spot I said a lot of things you did you did I did. I did. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining us, everyone. We will continue with the case of Gabriel Gray on our next special edition of Eclipsed, whenever that is. We love you. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.